Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Various writings from the ancients in many traditions have described how reality is created, how it is really maya or illusion, or a dream created by the mitote of confusion of perception from our minds. What does all of this really mean? Is it important to understand, and does it apply to us? Today we're exploring the mechanics of how our reality is created, but without allegory or metaphor, so we can start to understand how things really work. This understanding can give us the power to change what we previously thought was solid and to help us create and experience a higher and better version of our reality. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin to release the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's jump right in. Dennis? You know, what kind of fascinates me, Karen, is when you talk about the ancient wisdom and they talk about illusions and reality and it seems kind of, you know, mysterious and cryptic and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, I'm not sure. I, it's it's kind of hard to get your head around it. Uh, can you help me with that? Sure. So it turns out the ancients were onto something. But what they would describe is often in metaphor and allegory and that type of thing. And so um, what I thought I would do today is talk about how we create our reality um, without the metaphor and without the allegory in a way that's really simplified so that people can understand uh, how the reality works. Because once you understand this, it changes the game. Okay, because we all tend to think that our reality happens to us, we're subject to it, it's just this thing that we have to deal with all the time. And however, when you understand how it's created, it can change how you feel about it and in terms of how you feel in terms of your empowerment within it. Okay, so I'm just going to take out a little drawing. I'm not a very good drawer, but um, it will help. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go with my little art pad. <laughs> Ta-da! Okay. Ta-da! Here it is! The illusion! <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, let me just um, explain this further. Okay, so in my little drawing, there is this... Okay, I'm, I'm trying to do this in front of my face and uh, backwards, so bear with me, all right, if I sort of randomly point at various things. So It looks um, good. It looks good. Okay, so around the, um, around the outside is yep. this purple sphere. And the purple sphere is the spirit body, okay? So your spirit body is at arm's length all around you, okay? And if you've done any of my GFCs or deep dives or anything like this, any meditation that I lead, I always mention the spirit body at arm's length around you. So that's the purple sphere. Now, please note that this is in two dimensions, okay? We're talking three-dimensionally. So the sphere is in front of you, behind you, above you. It's three-dimensional, yes? Okay, this is a representation in the 2D. Okay, in the very center is the physical body. Can you see that? Um, and Perfect. that is being rendered by the spirit body. So I realize that may be hard for somebody to understand. Your spirit body renders your physical body and your physical reality like a hologram in the center of it. I'm going to back up even more. 
I'm going to go really big picture. Okay. I'm going to go super big picture just to explain things to you. All right. Bear with me. All right. Okay. So we're going to imagine that we are uh, part of one pure source. We have not yet individuated. Okay. And at some point we individuate, meaning that our consciousness becomes separate from pure source in the sense that we are aware that we are separate from the all that is. We are connected to it, but have uh, dropped in vibrational level because pure source or the unfolding, like the infinite, the one infinite wants to experience life in different forms. Okay. It's life experiencing life. So we have this individuated consciousness that drops down from the all that is or pure source, whatever you want to call it. That is extraordinarily highly vibrating, extraordinarily highly vibrating. Okay. Remember it's just under pure source. It's individuated consciousness. It's aware that it is consciousness. It's not even embodied yet. Okay. So it's not limited by anything remotely human. That individuated consciousness chooses to have an experience in the embodiment. Okay. Because it wants to grow, experience life in the density and all that sort of thing. Okay. So at individuated consciousness, which is a very high level, it decides to have this experience. It then needs to create something to have density. So what it does is it drops down a bunch of vibrational levels, like an enormous number, and it creates the spirit body. Okay. In order to focus us in something called space and time. Okay. To create the physical body. All right. In density, in form. Why are space and time important? Because it's a coordinate right here at the center of the sphere is the zero point of space. That's usually at around the midpoint of your solar plexus. That's the middle point of the sphere of you, of the physical body that's being rendered. Okay. The center point. Why is that important? Because it anchors you in space. When you have that and the overlap of the zero point of time, that's what causes the agreement between you and I, Dennis, so that you and I would see the same thing in the same room, or we perceive the same thing, or we have an overlapping experience together. We all need to agree on where zero is. It's kind of like Greenwich Mean Time, right? For the time zones. We all know what zero is on that clock. And so therefore all the other time zones ripple out from that. And we all can all coordinate time and we agree on time. Um, so that is what I mean by the space time coordinate. I see that you have a question, but I'm just going to finish this. So that's what I mean by having a space time coordinate of zero so that we can have agreed upon point, um, that we all can reference. So I, I find this, uh, concept quite challenging. Mm-hmm. And so I, I understand what you were talking about, how you, you've got this mass and out of that mass drops this, you know, this, uh, individual. Individuated that, consciousness first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, and that at, at, at a certain level is strictly just spirit. Mm-hmm. It is then, consciousness only. Yeah. And then the spirit renders. Mm-hmm. Well, you've missed and, a bit of a step. Yeah. So okay. here's what happens. So you have the all that is, which is everywhere. Yep. You have a drop in vibrational level. You have an individuated consciousness. This is not human. It does not have emotions. It does not have thoughts. 
It's simply consciousness. It's aware of its infiniteness in nature. It's aware of its intrinsic place in the all that is, that it is a part of that. There's nothing human about it. It then decides to have an embodied experience. Okay. It wants to have an embodied experience because it helps it to grow, right? Why do you want to have an embodied experience? Because there's so much challenge in the embodiment, right? We forget, we have the veil of forgetting. We don't even know that we're part of the all that is. We have this idea or this, this sense or this illusion that we're separate. So you have all these things that we have to transcend, our emotions, the physicalness of the body, all that stuff to get back to remembering our essence as spirit. That's why you choose to come into embodiment. So in order to come into embodiment, you have to drop in vibrational level and then create the spirit body. Make sense? The sphere. That sphere creates enough density in space and time to render you, the physical body, right, that you think is solid, and your physical reality. That spirit body renders your physical body, like a hologram, and your physical reality. Did that clarify? I don't know if it did or not. So, so I'm conceived there's a man and a woman, and there's conception and there's the birth of a child, mm -hmm. and now there's a physical body. Mm -hmm. And so how does that relate, that conception relate to the model that you're laying out, Karen? Does that make any sense? So before I answer that question, what I'll say is that my understanding about the rendering and how everything works is evolving. So I'm going to talk about it and I am going to answer your question, but I'm going to talk about it from the perspective that I have now. And it may be that as time evolves and my own understanding expands, that what I share will shift slightly. But to answer your question, my feeling is, or from what I can tell so far, is the spirit body exists first. Then you are conceived and then born. All right. So the spirit body is a thing that is established before the physical can even come into existence, because, of course, it's the thing that dictates the physical rendering at all. Now, you as a being don't have that much uh, consciousness yet because it's from conception and then birth and then out you come. But it's still that you are being rendered by the spirit body. So it must exist first. Then everything in the physical reality comes into being. So your question was very physical in nature. You have to remember that things exist first on spirit level, then they render into the physical reality. Your conception, I mean, you're asking about something much broader, actually. So your conception is something that happens because you are incarnating in between lifetimes. You're having a physical embodiment experience. You haven't yet ascended to the point where you have awakened upon death so that you can choose whether or not you want to come into incarnation. Okay, so most of us, most of us, not all of us, there's a very tiny number, actually are awakened when we pass away and therefore can uh, choose the incarnation that we want to experience. Most of us are not in that boat. Most of us are just incarnating because we are basically get to the level that we got to in the life before and we're incarnating again to learn the lessons that we need to learn in order to transcend. Okay, so what you're talking about is physical incarnation. Everything that creates that experience is created by the spirit body. So I'm going to go one step further, okay? And I'm going to get to your point. Okay. okay. So what I've talked about the purple thing, the sphere, and I've talked about your physical body, right? The little physical rendering. These orange squigglies are really key, 
What are the orange squigglies? The orange squigglies are something that we call distortion patterns. Okay, that is between your spirit body and your physical body. The distortion patterns, remember, this is a two-dimensional rendering, are all around you. They're in different thicknesses, different opaci opacities to me. They have different vibrational levels, and they're like filters right, through which you perceive the reality. So meaning that when you have these running, okay, and they come from all different places, and you and I have talked about this at length, Dennis, in different segments, like lineage, culture, religion, your own distortion patterns, global settings, all this stuff creates those distortion patterns. You perceive your reality through those distortion patterns, meaning it's like you're looking through a series of funhouse mirrors. You know how all those funhouse mirrors would make you really look really tall or really fat or very warbly? The distortion patterns are similar as um, light passes through them, you actually perceive through them, but it distorts your reality because you're looking through all those different funhouse mirrors. So what you see and experience in your reality isn't clear. It's not a clear rendering. Does that make sense? So the spirit body is rendering your physical body, but it has to pass through all of these distortion patterns and it's like gets wonky. Right. And that's why you as a physical being experience what you do in terms of the stuff that you get stuck with in your physical body and your physical reality. So in terms of your birth and how you come in, as soon as you're conceived, this spirit body exists. And then that and then as you, I don't know, take shape, let's call it that it's still there. It's what governs the physicalness that is you. So it's always there. It's, it has to. In order to, for you to have physical form, you, you need to have this because it's projecting you. That's, uh, that's what's creating you, if that makes sense. That helps. So okay. the, purple, the purple line around the outside, yeah. that's what is actually doing the rendering. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not rendering. No. I, I <laughs> physical. <You're> not. <laughs> not rendering <laughs> someday not i your, might uh, not your, <laughs> your your physical self isn't rendering your, your spirit body is rendering you yes yeah so i i am am basically being rendered yes correct yeah. you are being so, rendered so um i i when you talk about as as i really if I had the Windex and I could remove all those squigglies, yeah. If I if I could wipe the whole you know thing clean, I would basically be in connection with pure source. That's right. So that's a great question. Yes. So when you wipe away a lot of these squigglies, so first of all, the squigglies are the distortion patterns. The distortion patterns are anything that keep you separate, as you just said, from your connection to your higher self or spirit body and pure source. Okay. So now one of those squigglies or a couple of them are what give you physical form, right? It's right. If not, you would just be consciousness, which is great, but that's not why you're in them embodied. Okay. So Th then, the more... then I've lost, I've lost my physical body. Yes. That's correct. So you don't really want to do that because you're having an experience in the physical, like you want this experience. Okay. It helps you to learn and to grow. Right? Yes. So as you clear up, but to your point, as you clear up more and more of this squiggly action, so it's clear within the sphere, you start to experience more and more what I've been calling the big S self. That's the point because you start to realize, oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm not the one doing the rent. What? 
what? There's more than just the physical me? All this stuff isn't just happening to me? Whoa, wait a minute. I created this on some level? Whoa. Okay, so here's the really awesome thing about knowing how this works. Okay, you want me to tell you like the really awesome thing? If I shake the pad, I'll make it more exciting. <laughs> okay, the awesome thing is this. When you start to realize at, at the rendering standpoint, when your resonance comes up, when you've lost enough or released enough of these distortion patterns, you start to become awake and you realize that, wait a minute, I'm being rendered by the spirit body. So the rendering becomes aware that it is being rendered. That means that it can have influence on the rendering. As we rise in consciousness, what happens is not only do we start to clear more, more of these distortion patterns are just gone, you recognize your sovereignty as creator. You're like, wait a minute, I'm being rendered. I'm part of the rendering, but I also am connected to the thing that's rendering me. How do I access that? Can I do that? Yes, you can. And then you start to be able to create your reality. And so, yes, you can create the body you want, the life you want, etc. But what gets even more fun is that you start to create in order to grow. Specifically, you're like, I need to, for example, I would like to learn how to really transcend, I don't know, whatever it is, low self-worth, for example. I'm going to create a situation, I don't know what it is, where I'm going to really transcend it, like be done with it. So you experience something, right, that you actively have created to help you transcend it. And when you do that, the clarity, because you've removed it, is huge, right? So you have tremendous growth. Does that make sense? So you're creating manifesting for growth, because you can manifest the car you want, you can manifest the house you want, you can manifest your body. I mean, you can do that. And at some point, you're like, okay, what else is there? Right? I mean, really, truly, right? If you could create anything you wanted pretty darn quickly, if not instantly, like what is, else is there? Well, you're doing it to grow, right? Like what is your experience going to be so that you can transcend, grow, have more momentum, right? It's an infinite growth path. That is spirit. It is infinite. So what you can learn, experience, perceive is only going to be more. So it could be things like transcending low self-worth. It could be things like how do you hold stability as you journey into other realms, for example, or whatever it is. I'm just throwing things out there. But I mean, I'm not at that point yet. So, but when you get there, when you understand truly, like not understand from your mind, realize like fully, like an embodied realization that is experiential, not mental only, like fully, like you got it. You're like, holy moly. Like you've had those realizations. I think we've all had where you're like, whoa, that was profound. Like, how did I not know that before? It's like that. When you have that knowingness of your creator ability, because you as the rendering are now more awake and have cleared enough of this distortion crap from around you and you're more attuned to the spirit body and you're working in tandem with it, just think of the potential of what you create in terms of growth. Not only for self, but for the all that is. It's tremendous. So it's it's almost like I'm in this deep slumber and I, I begin to do this work and uh, I start to relate to this concept of distortions and I start to, you know, work with you or however I do it and I start to release some of these distortions and I slowly start to kind of awaken and 
I start to d discover truly who I am and my true essence. And as I do that, all of a sudden I come to the realization of what you were talking about is instead of just being rendered, all of a sudden the magic wand is in my hand. And I've got the opportunity to turn and start to manifest and start to render what it is that I wish for my life to look like or be like. Is that is that close? Yes. And you and and yes, and you can keep going. So it's like what you want to create, like what can you create? So and your sovereignty as creator, what can you create? When you can you create for the whole? What can you create in terms of growth? What can you create in like all these different things that push the boundaries of what is known now? What can you create? Like really, when you understand your sovereignty as creator, you create you understand that you create universes. I know that's really big and out there for some of you, but when you get that, you're like, whoa, right? It's huge and the power is massive. So it requires, of course, that we clear a lot of these distortion patterns that we have as humans to get to that point. This is not a small little leap. This is for some of us a big one, right? So that's where we're moving towards and it's really amazing. And once the, f the beginning of this is understanding how the rendering works. So what the, what the ancients were talking about, so the illusion is the distortion pattern that you're looking through. You, right? So part of the illusion is because you're looking through the reality through all the found house mirrors. And the illusion is that you believe that it's happening to you, that it's real, right? So you don't understand that you are basically just a rendering from your higher self, which is totally different, right? And the, the mitote that the Toltecs will talk about is about how this distortion that you create through your mind and through your perception creates more illusion, which is correct because it creates more distortion. Do you see what I'm saying? They were using metaphor to explain this, this rendering, okay? That's what they were, ex that's a, what they were talking about. But in the language of the time, the way that you explain things is through metaphor. I mean, how else do you make someone explain this very advanced concept? <laughs> you know what I mean? You use allegory, you use metaphor. So hopefully that makes sense. So that's what they were talking about, the illusion. They were talking about the space in here, the space inside the sphere, okay? That's the illusion, that meaning that you're separate from. And the other thing I just want to mention is that you're not just creating your body, you're creating your whole physical reality, right? That's the illusion. It's everything. It's not just your physical body, just to be really clear. It's everything in the illusion. And, and would you say, Karen, that with this wave of consciousness that's coming through, that the environment around us is providing this golden opportunity for us as humans now to mm -hmm. be in a position to do this? where maybe five or 10 years ago, it would not have been as easy or we might not have had to, you know, the capability to do it. So yeah, well, it was the, impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. The environment, exactly. Is, the environment is so much more conducive now and that's where yeah. the excitement is. Oh, totally. Because 
we all think the physical reality is real, right? Like I said, it's not just our human body. So what's breaking now is this idea of like, wait a minute, do we want this physical reality? It's not that great. It actually has a lot of oppression in it, a lot of abuse, a lot of greed, a lot of really nasty stuff that we don't really want. It's of a lower order. And we don't want that anymore. It's creating something that's kind of gnarly. And we would like to move beyond that. And you're right, Dennis, we were not at the consciousness level yet to be able to experience what we're experiencing now. This breakdown is required in order for us to rise up to a higher level order in terms of consciousness, because we need to release these heavy distortion patterns that we hold, not only individually, but collectively. It's in all of us, right? So that's why we're releasing them. That's why this work is so important. Okay, the, the work, it sounds like we're just doing work on ourselves. And it could be kind of selfish. It's not. It's one of the most powerful things you do. When you start to clear your distortion patterns, it allows the collective to boy up because you're not holding them anymore. You hold the possibility of the collective to not have those distortion patterns too, but everything rises up. That's why frequency work is so powerful. That's why you have a hidden superpower that we talked about in one episode, right? The, what you can do as an individual is extraordinary powerful. And part of understanding this is understanding your power as creator, your sovereignty is creator, right? That's what we're all doing. We're like releasing all this crap because we're realizing we don't want this anymore. We create this. So we want to have something better. So the purity waves are facilitating that for, for us to boy up in resonance. Like you said, it could not have happened before, but now it is. And it's, you know, the ancients have been talking about this time for a while. It's not like a new, like, newsflash. Okay. It's happening and it's really an exciting time. And I would say that, you know, understanding how this rendering works is important. And, you know, that's part of what we do in the coherence mastery series is we're breaking this down so that you can be empowered to start to navigate this. Once you understand, you're like, okay, intellectually great theory, Karen. But when you start to get this, like when you start to practice this and know it, you can start to claim your sovereignty as creator. That means you can really start to be empowered in terms of how your reality shows up. That is awesome. And I think this knowledge and awareness of the amazing potential that we have as humans it really helps you through those days where the distortions and the detoxes and the confusion sets in. And to know that, you know, this, this is unbelievable. And it's worth the time and the effort that we put into it to, you know, to experience this. So, yeah. And wow. the lovely thing, as we've talked about many times before, is as you release those distortion patterns, not only do you have the benefit of what you just spoke about, but it doesn't affect you as much, right? So on those days where you do feel the overwhelm from the collective, right, who do have still these distortion patterns, you can step back from that and realize, okay, wait, it's not mine. Okay, even that simple act of distancing yourself, it's not mine. I can feel it. It's heavy. It's not mine, is empowering because you realize it's not just happening to you. You're like, oh, I'm aware of that, but it's not mine. I don't have to experience it at this deep level, right? You can hold your space better. You can hold neutrality better. That gives you the strength to be even 
more strong internally, which allows you to buoy up in your resonance, release more distortion pattern, which ripples out into the oneness. You see, it's all, it's all very spiral. It's all spirally, meaning it's like this one continuous thing of what we call and what have we've talked about as synergetic ascension, right? As one buoys up and rises in their consciousness level, at some point, it tips, right? You can start to help others rise in terms of their consciousness level, which then buoys you up further, right? So it's a constantly everyone helping the other, right? Everyone's going up together. Everyone's winning. So this is synergetic ascension in motion right now. It's happening right now, and it's a really spectacular time, even though it's hard. Yeah. You, you know, I can remember as a younger person always thinking, boy, there's got to be more to this. You know, why, why are we here? Why are we doing yeah. this? What, you know, why all this turmoil? Why, you know, you know, it's just like, wow. And now to, you know, to be aware of it and to lean into it, it's like, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it's cool. And you're like, why do we have all that turmoil? Why? To transcend this, to transcend the illusion of this right? That's the whole point, right? It's to be like, whoa, this is an illusion. <laughs> and it's an incredible illusion. And it's here for us to learn from and grow from. Okay. So again, this is, you know, um, something that I've heard of said often in personal development, which is life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. But it's even more than that. It's not just the lessons you learn. It's to transcend. It's to remember. Remember who you truly are. Your essence as the big S self, as infinite consciousness, in addition to your little S self as ego mind, right? So we can continue to grow and expand into the infinite, which is really exciting. You know, Karen, this is one of those segments where uh, a person needs to sit down and listen to it a number of times to just kind of <laughs> yeah. let it kind of soak in. And because the magnitude is so large and unbelievable that it just takes a while to process it. Yeah, yeah. And what I would encourage to that point is that, you know, this is kind of a dense one um, intellectually, potentially, because it's so different and so like earth shattering in many ways, right, in terms of how the illusion is created. So what I would suggest is that if you're struggling with this, to listen to it without engaging your mind. Okay, so there are frequencies that I'm generating to help you shift. So you just have to, if you would like, just listen to my words without like, trying to like figure it out, you know, with your brain being like, what did she say? Does this make, make sense? How does this string together with that? Just be in the words. And what's going to happen is eventually as you're in the frequency of this, and if you do the GFC at the end, which is where all the work is, you could, you'll start to realize it, but not just intellectually, like from an, like an experiential level, like, oh my God, that's what she meant. It's a feeling. It's like, and once that feeling happens, it can't be taken away from you because you just know it. It's like a remembering. It's like when you remember something, you can't, it, it's there. You, it's hard to unremember something. It's just there, you know? It's just like that. So, so don't worry if you, you're struggling with this intellectually. Just be in the sound of the words and just let it wash over you. Listen to the GFC. Do it a few times like you suggest, Dennis. And then just be with it. And you'll realize at some point, at one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, oh, that's what she meant. And, and the funny thing, the funny thing about all this is it could happen tomorrow morning while you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. You know, you're, you're just, you're just going about your life and all of a sudden there's this flash and it's just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. 
Like you're in, you're in traffic in the car. You're like, whoa! <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> well, Karen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is just amazing. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for a key piece of ancient wisdom, clarified. The theme of this GFC will be to create more coherence within the rendering, meaning from spirit body to the physical body, and uh, create more distance between um, you and the illusion. Okay, so you start to understand um, or feel or experience the nature of the rendering and the reality. Okay. Of course, there is um, more to dig into. If you're interested in learning about how to create more fully, you can avail yourself of the deep dive, dreaming the entry point to creation. And if you want to know more about how to create more coherence and change in your physical life, of course, there is coherence mastery, which you can check out online. Okay. So becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your back body from your waist down. Okay. So this would be your back, your butt, Backs of the thighs, backs of the calves, backs of the knees, all the way down to the heel. Just noticing the lower back half of your body. Good. And now please notice the palms of your hands. Just noticing what they are touching. If they feel warm or cold. Just noticing the palms of your hands. 
And now, please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, at first, just noticing it without changing it. And then after a couple of seconds, taking the opportunity to deepen your breath, to allow it to become more full, to fill not only your front body, but also your back body. So meaning not only your chest, for example, but also your upper back. And noticing if you can allow your breath to drop all the way into your belly, beyond your chest. Good. And now please notice your surroundings. Becoming aware of the smells around you. It's easy for us to become quickly accustomed to our smell, or the smells around us, I should say. So, as if you were entering your environment anew, just notice the smells. So, leftover smells from cooking, or perhaps the smell coming in from a cracked window, or the smell of the heater, perhaps the smell of laundry detergent of your clothes, or the smell of your shampoo. Just noticing the smells. And now please notice the sounds around you, not only on your end, but on my end, other than the sound of my voice. So becoming aware of the bird song, which is always raucous here in Hawaii. And on your end, becoming aware of the little sounds around you. The sound of a fridge humming, or a computer whirring. Perhaps the sound of traffic outside. And if you can, please notice the direction from which the sound is coming. Good. And now please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulating means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. 
So as you become aware of these three inanimate objects, what they are does not matter. Noticing the distance between the object and you, and then feeling the distance between the object and you. So for example, the desk is about eight feet from me. So you're going to notice the desk is eight feet to me, and then you're going to feel the distance from the desk to you. And then you're going to do the same thing for objects B and objects C. It's always the distance between the thing and you. Okay. And as you keep doing this for the three objects, you will notice that where you are in space becomes more clear or more focused in some way. And whenever you have finished triangulating, bringing your attention to your xiphoid process, which is located right at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. And as you trace your sternum to its base, at the bottom, it goes from bone to flesh. And at that fleshy point, which is a little bit tender when you press on it, that is your xiphoid process. Bringing your attention here, taking one nice big breath, holding your breath at the very top of your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you have finished that five count, releasing all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of four. And if you have finished your breath, just continue to breathe normally. Mm-hmm. Good. And we're waiting right now for the mastermind to coalesce. And as we wait for that, please note, for those of you who are new, that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, it's because I'm working at very high frequencies. And if I make physical noise, it drops the frequency resonance, which doesn't really help you. So if you don't hear me, just know that I'm still working on you. And I also might make noise occasionally. So you might hear me hum or exhale sharply or sometimes yawn, even though I'm not tired. And that's just how I remove the distortion patterns, usually at the lower levels or things that are sticky. Okay. Yeah. Good. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, like it couldn't possibly be you, it's likely yours. So I invite you to remain open and to explore further. Good. Keeping your attention on that same spot, we're going to ask ourselves the following question. 
how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, becoming aware of or imagining the brilliance at its very center. And as you keep your attention on this brilliance that you either see or feel, it's going to intensify. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, moving out expanding out through your bone structure expanding even further out through your flesh radiating out through your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Please become very aware of the space within the sphere. And the brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you on spirit level, to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of where your frequency resonance began. The higher your frequency resonance, the more effective the session. Because it's from the highest resonating order the faster your integration.
Bringing your attention to your xiphoid process again, and also to the midpoint of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. First, bringing you into the zero point of space and time so that the rendering is more accurate. So the zero point of space is here in the center point of your solar plexus. And the zero point of time is the present moment in linear time. The further off you render from the zero point, the less able you are to influence your reality and the more crunchy it becomes. Good. Bring your attention to your heart space, please. So this is attachment to perceiving the same way you've always perceived, meaning through the mind, through the physical senses. If you have this, it's difficult to move into seeing things from a grander or bigger perspective that's from a higher resonating state, which would be that of the spirit body. Okay, so releasing this.
keeping your attention in the heart space. This is the distortion pattern of sadness. So when we release something that is habituated to us, we can have a sense of loss or sadness. Okay, And if that's not cleared, it keeps your attachment intact because we don't like the sadness. So let's release this. So you have more choice as to what you choose to explore. Yeah. Good. Bringing your attention to your entire solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So this has to do with identity. So we think things are the way they are. We think things are solid and real. We think our perspective is correct. So when that starts to shake or shift, or change, it can threaten who we think we are. So we're releasing our attachment to our identity. It's not that you lose your identity necessarily, but it's just more like your attachment to things being the way you think they are because they're part of your identity. So just loosening that grip. So you can start to perceive from a different perspective, should you want to. With these patterns running, you don't have much choice. So this just gives you more choice. Bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process at the base of your sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it towards your belly button, taking a few seconds to clear out your pain body, reset it, and integrate it. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, 
often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.